Advice from a dipshit Advice from a dipshit Advice from a dipshit It's advice from a dipshit With Matt Bronger Hey everybody, it's your old dipshit pal. This is Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. With me as always is the amazing Amanda, uh, who curates your calls. Thanks everybody for calling in. Thanks for the good ratings, all that good stuff. That sounds redundant. I know long-time listeners are like, just shut up, who cares about that shit? But I feel like people deserve thanks. And and, and hey, you know what? You shut up. Sorry, <laughs> just I have to assert my status as a real bad boy sometimes. Uh, so it's just how I'm known. Um... But uh, yeah, let's uh, roll the first call. Hey, Matt, this is Jake here. Uh, got a question. I'm getting married in November on the 17th. Uh, just If you have any advice on uh, how to make a marriage work, that would be great. Uh, just really uh, got a question on, you know, how do you view marriage? And uh, what do you think would be a good way to make your marriage last? Thanks. I love your work. Bye. Thanks, man. Uh, well, well, first off, gotta love each other. That's one. Um, but it's it's also kind of about knowing that when you are arguing, it's not a competition. Don't uh, keep track or kind of go, oh, I need to do this because she did this, any of that stuff. And and just understand it's a better place to be than where you were before. And you almost have to fight for it, uh, even in your own heart and mind sometimes. And and realize that. If you've chosen a, uh, this is going to sound really fucking pretentious, but a path of devotion, it's not a bad thing to commit yourself to, and you're going to grow as a person. Just like, um, you know, it's, in a weird way, it's when you think about like lifting weights at the time, you're like, this sucks. I hate this. But it's like, you're going to feel better. You're going to be better. So to kind of not, in, let's just say, indulge your single side, it's just helpful f- for your team with you and her. And you're, the bottom line is you got to think of it as you kind of the oasis from the outside world. Uh, so you're always going to have that where you can be yourself, where you will have this person who you will always love and always forgive and vice versa. And uh, you're always in each other's corner. It's a very special thing. But also, on a practical side, give each other space. Make sure to get time away from each other. That whole thing of just like, we're always together and it's the best. Those are the people that eventually set each other on fire. <laughs> and and die screaming. No. Um, so that, I mean, I, that's kind of the, the best I can do. You're going to find your own path, but just be excited, man, because I love it. It's just it's just a nice place to, place to be. Make sure to have at least semi-regular sex. You might want to treat it as um, a thing where if you're like, oh, should we? I don't know. Like, just do it. Just do it. Even if you're not like over the moon horny. It's nice to check in with this person physically and just be like, hey, I'm st- let's be kids for a minute kind of thing. That's a weird one. Yeah, you know how I used to fuck when you were a kid? That's weird. But I, I hope that helps, man. And thanks for calling in. I like over the moon horny. <laughs> yeah. Which is <laughs> just too Love that. It's, it's too much. Hey, Matt, bro. Uh, <laughs> I've got a question about sex. So I'm a 21-year-old male. Um, not a virgin, uh, but I have the lowest sex drive out of anybody I know. Mm. Uh, so I was wondering, uh, cause I feel like sex is like an important thing and I will probably, maybe I'll regret it later. I'm not sure. I, I kind of feel like how I imagine somebody would feel when they don't go to the gym, but they feel like they should go to the gym. I kind of feel that way about sex. Like, I feel like I should be having sex, but I don't really want to. And it's just like, 
kind of, you know, you have to like go through it. So my question is, should I be having sex now because I know, I mean, it's an important part of life and I should try to enjoy it? Should I learn how to enjoy it? Or should I just wait and uh, be with somebody uh, who wants to, who, I, who I'm interested in? So, yeah, should I wait or should I just kind of like warm up and like get, get used to it and like learn how to enjoy it? Uh, yeah, man, dig your podcast. Uh, have a good one. Peace. Hey, yeah, thanks, man. Uh, let me channel my, um, my inner uh, shitty dude morning radio shock jock what the fuck man you're 21 what the shit when i was your age had a boner 24 7 used to punch holes in drywall (laughs) no honestly you should do whatever feels right by you man you have so much time and everybody's different listen i don't know what you're judging your drive by i mean maybe you have a friend that's just like all day long talking about sweet puss i'm just using whatever (laughs) his term probably is um but it's just there's no no right or wrong. I I think you know what you're what you should be doing, and I think you're kind of leaning that way anyway. Obviously, it sounds like you want to be in a relationship, and you want to be with someone that will maybe inspire that drive in you more, and that's good, man. I mean, it's lesson, man. I I'll be honest. I remember being in high school and sitting in class and feeling so horny, my eyesight got blurry. That's true. I was just like, what is happening? Uh, so it's awesome that you're not driven mad by this thing. Uh, and you're, you probably have more of a head on your, your head on straight than most guys your age. It's not a bad thing. I mean, if it genuinely concerns you, maybe you want to go to a therapist and talk about it, talk to a professional. I don't really know if it's uh, something you should be concerned about. I don't think it is. In the end, man, like, I mean, I wouldn't uh, follow your gut. Just go with what feels right. Don't get out there and, and try to get laid all you can because possibly you think you should at your age or or, or whatever I, I i would kind of take it as a as the blessing it is that it's not kind of driving you nuts because you know a lot of the douchebaggery going on out there is is being perpetrated by guys your age and and it's 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 one of those things that you know it, because of the drive they're too pushy with women or with men, I don't know what you're into, and and can get very annoying. You don't sound like an annoying dude. So congrats, because when I was your age, I was pretty fucking annoying. <laughs> I would take it for the the good thing it is and, and do what you feel like doing, what feels right for you. There is no, oh, you should be going out there and, and trying to have sex uh, more than you are. That doesn't exist. There's no should. So hope that helped you, and um, thank you, uh, whatever your name is, bro. The Matt bro. (laughs) I actually, I actually have kind of, I actually have something on this. Please. So I have a friend who is like this, who is, uh, who's asexual. I I've worked with a uh, an asexual comedian. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's just what this sounds like to me. Is you you could be so you could asexuality is a spectrum. Mm -hmm. So he could you could be a quote unquote gray asexual, which means you like it a bit, but just not quite as much as everybody else. And yeah. And the uh, the group for that to get educated on that is called ACE, A-C-E. That's the asexual support group. Yeah. And then Todd on BoJack Horseman, the character Todd, yeah. he's a, he's like a proud asexual. That's right. Yeah, that's and right. he I just doesn't really, that. he just doesn't really want it. And that's mm-hmm. totally cool. Totally cool. Yeah. yeah. Be like Todd. <laughs> so it's just. Yeah, no, thank that's you. That's definitely. Thank you for that. I think he sounds, I think that's just what he sounds like is he just might be that. Yeah. Which is cool. Go for it. Mm-hmm. 
Hey Matt, um, I, I, uh, my name is Andy, and uh, I need some advice. Uh, one of my friends just sent me a save the date card for his wedding. He and his his girlfriend, who's also my friend, their wedding next year. They're getting married somewhere very expensive. Hmm. And they are also doing a party later on for people who couldn't make it out there. Hmm. And he made me a groomsman, so I think he's expecting me to go to both weddings. Uh. And I just can't fucking afford that. That, I mean, going to the, the, the destination part is going to cost me like a month's rent. And I just, I can't afford that. I know it's, it's, coming up next year, but I don't think there's any way I could make it out there just because I'm a broke-ass grad student and he wants to have a big blowout. Yeah. So, um, how do I tell my friend that he's going to have to, I'm going to have to pick one of the the dates to go to and it's probably going to be the cheaper one. Um, or should I just go into debt to try to make it to this wedding, <laughs> to both of these weddings. Um, I'd like to know what you think. Uh, thanks. Uh, hey, man, yes, do not go broke. I, I feel that any friend of yours that expects you to go into debt, knowing you're, I mean, if you're very, if you're as good friends as you say you are, and uh, you know, this person has to have some awareness of your situation. I wouldn't feel any problem with skipping it and going to the the gathering for people that couldn't make it to the destination wedding. I mean, destination weddings are incredibly romantic and kind of selfish. And anyone who know, who throws one, they kind of know that. And for the most part, they understand. I had friends who were married in Jamaica and a lot of people couldn't go and they totally understood, but they just really wanted to get married there. And that's their thing. So uh, I would I would just sit down with your friend. Look, I had a friend who I've I've known a long time. He's very close, and he was very financially strapped to the point where he couldn't. He talked to me. He was like, "I don't have the money necessarily to go to your wedding in Portland, Oregon, where I got married, and you know, like get just get a hotel room and all this stuff because he he had to pay a lot of back bills and things like that." And I was like, "Dude, don't worry about it." I wish you could be there selfishly. I wish you could be there, but I'm not going to make you broker than you are. The The point of the story is he talked to me. So just sit down with your friend and just tell him, look, I cannot swing it. I can't. I appreciate you asking me to be your groomsman. I, I can't do it. And just state your case firmly. I think you know what has to be done, and it sucks that you have to tell them that, but... Honestly, anyone who has a destination wedding and they get mad because people can't go is that would not be cool of them. I threw myself uh, a 40th birthday party in Palm Springs and asked people to pitch in for the house and wrote everybody like, you know, if you can't do it, do not worry about it. This is what I want. I'm going to pay for the lion's share of it. But if you can't, that's fine. Like, I, I get it. You know, a bunch of my friends just couldn't come. And I was like, dude, I get it. I get it. Of course, a wedding's a massively uh, bigger deal, but yeah, I wouldn't feel bad about it. Just sit down with them and, and talk to them about it, and I, I think it'll be less of a big deal than you think it is. And if if your friend makes it a big deal and really fucking expects you to 
come go and come out of the pocket to the point where you're going like into negative bank account status or or racking up massive debt percentage on your credit card, then uh, fuck that guy. I mean, maybe you guys just need to have a fight or something because that's just that's silly. And plus, they have that other thing that you can go to that's in town. Just do that. I mean, I think you know what you have to do anyway. And I don't know. We treat we treat weddings as these massive, uh, uh, oh, it's so important. And it's important, but it should not infringe on other people's lives. It shouldn't. Because in the end, the wedding is a celebration of the, the married couple's friends and family. I mean, they're the center of it, but put it this way. You eat the cake. You don't eat the plastic couple on top, right? You're the cake. It's up to you to be delicious. What? I don't know where I went with that one, but I think you get it. Uh, so uh, good luck to you, man. Thanks for calling. Hey, Matt. Big fan of the podcast. Um, I was looking for some advice on a certain coworker that I have. Um, she's really awesome, and I'm a graduate student right now, so she's a great leader for our lab. Um there's certain things, though, about the way that she talks to me that bother me. I don't really think that it's a her problem. I think it's more of a way, a problem with how I I deal with the tone of voice that she uses um, when, when she asks me to do something. So I guess um, the, the piece of advice I'm looking for is, how do you deal with it when somebody who you have a lot of respect for um, and is very nice when they ask you about something, but your natural way of interpreting it is kind of negative, I guess. So I guess what I'm trying to say is it bothers me the tone of voice she uses with me, but that's just the way she communicates and fuck. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I like that. One uh, so much. Yeah. You just like pulled the, the ripcord <laughs> and that's it. Uh, look, I think you're, you're worried about having blinders on in terms of what you might think is possibly your own sexism. And I think that's cool of you to like think that way and but at the same time I mean maybe she is kind of talking to you shitty and she might not be aware of it. It is interesting when you think about how hard it is to be a woman in control and in charge and talking to men who uh we often get serious case of a uh, baby diaper rash if we have a female boss and like man who is she to talk about being so uppity and all that shit? It's just like it's societally ingrained in us. And, you know, it's important to kind of look at the situation and go, hmm, like, am I being a little baby bitch right now? Am I being a little baby bitch? Who's a cute little baby bitch? Yeah. So it's just, it's, it, it could be. Um, but at the same time, maybe she's being kind of shitty. And look, and if it's bothering you to this point, and you said you like her, you say that this is someone who you, you, you look to to her as a leader and uh, as a good colleague. So I, I think open communication is kind of the key to everything, to not put our feelings uh, completely forward, but just kind of kind of talk about this kind of thing. So I don't think it's a bad thing if you say, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And not to make a big deal out of it, but sometimes when you talk to me, I, f- I, uh, I f- feel, I, wouldn't, I don't know how to put it, not I feel disrespected, but uh, the 
yeah, I, I, I would just just really think about it and think about why it makes you feel the way. Make sure you're not just being a baby about it. But if it is one of those things where she's being shitty, I mean, if someone's being shitty, they're being shitty. And she might not be aware of it. And she just needs, you know, someone to uh, talk to her about it. The important thing is talk to her about it. I wouldn't go over her head or uh, vent to other workers about the boss being a real shithead. Am I right? (laughs) Um, It's important to kind of deal with these problems head on. Now more than ever. Uh, these days, we need we need as much communication as humanly possible on a human level. So, uh, good luck to you, man. And I I hope that helped. Actually, that super applies to me right now. How do sure. you, how do you tell how do you tell and explain to somebody that what they're saying that they come off condescending? Because like, I've I've had because I have tried to talk to somebody about mm. this recently of telling this person like hey, hey you come off condescending or you could say this nicer and uh, I got. Met with what? You know, like, like honest confusion. Yeah, yeah. So how, how, yeah? How do you tell somebody? Because it's it's a tone thing. Yeah, it's a and tone. It's because if you take literally their words, yeah. there's a difference between you baked that apple pie and yeah. like you baked that apple pie. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. So how do you how do you explain that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just I think it's it just comes down to having having a shitty tone. But shitty tone comes from somewhere where I, I feel like a lot of people will not. Uh, own their shit. We've all been guilty of that. And it's that thing where it's just like, I've talked about this a lot where it's like the worst, worst version of that I can think of is guys who sexually harass women, you know, on the job and they get real. The woman gets real and is like, I don't like when you talk to me like that. And the guy's like, I'm kidding around. What's your problem? It's like, no, you fucking weren't, man. And a lot of times when people have those, those tones, it's like, no, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, okay, look, maybe you're being sensitive and it's like, I'm not, man. I'm not, you know, like you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're coming off shitty, and it, and it sucks because if you're the one who's getting who's catching the shitty tone and you uh, stand up for yourself, now everything's like, whoa, mm-hmm. oh, you're mm-hmm. whoa, you made everything weird. It's like, oh, it's just <laughs> it's shitty tone and it's shittiness. Mm-hmm. Shitty tones lead to, lead to shittiness sometimes, and sometimes it comes from shittiness. So, you know, I think I think it's just like don't be afraid to, you know, kind of draw a line and just be like. Like that was a shitty way to put that. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It is the, I wonder if that's what he has. There you go. Yeah, I don't. It's it's <laughs> tough. I I I I remember. I I had a friend in college who would kind of go, "Oh, I mean, you're gonna be like that, all right?" Blah blah blah. Eh, eh, like that. Ugh. And I was just like, I didn't know how to talk to him about it. And then <laughs> this is why I love New York City. My friend Danny, who was a uh, like Puerto Rican kid from where was he from? From Queens, was just like like he was listening to this guy talk like that to him, and and just like kind of bait him. And then Danny went, "You a jackass, yo!" Just said that to him, and it was like the and it was the funniest shit. Oh, he just cut it. Just cut it. You know, I don't I don't want to have to explain this to you. You're a jackass right now. And it was that thing where that guy had nothing to say. He's like, oh, it was that thing where it's just like, oh, just like a hot knife through butter. Just cut it right in half. So. You know, we don't all have to be that abrupt, but <laughs> it is fun to have a guy like that around sometimes. Do, do you get that a lot via being a comedian friends with comedians where they go, oh man, I'm always just joking. Why are you taking me seriously? No, I'm no, always no. just joking. It's, we will rip, like the ones I'm close with, like, we'll like rip on each other and stuff. But if like, if someone's being shitty and coy like that, you can always tell 
generally it's no one I know does that stuff, but it's always like passive aggression is just the most annoying thing in the world. It's the most annoying. And it's like, and it just gets called out right away. It's like, nope, I'm not dealing with this, man. You know? <laughs> so insightful. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm using today as therapy, apparently. Oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Last one. Okay. Hey, Matt. We just recently moved our outdoor cat indoors. Um, I know that he loves it inside uh, with us, mostly maybe because he loves the food. Uh, we just couldn't see him out there anymore in, like, the harsh winters. But sometimes I think maybe we took something away from him by not being able to, like, hunt shit outside anymore. Um, what do you think? Thanks. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I haven't owned a cat since uh, uh, my uh, my first pet, Patches, got run over by a TriMet bus in Portland. What? Yeah. Dragged herself up to the, to the, to the, the porch like still alive and just died right there. My mom opened the door. What a horrible thing to lead into this advice segment on. Oh my God. Yeah, awful. <laughs> yeah. I remember my mom told me, I was like, where's the cat? And she had to, oh, oh God, you imagine having to tell your, your six-year-old kid? Oh yeah. What's harder, telling the kid or witnessing that though? Witnessing. Witnessing that is witnessing. pretty fucking hard. Yeah. Damn. Well, well, but my dad did bury the cat in a cursed cemetery that was out in the wood. Pet cemetery. Anyone? <laughs> Guys? Um, no, pet, I, I bet pet ghosts are dope, though. They're probably well. How not, come pet ghosts are great and human ghosts are fucked up? <laughs> like regular old ghosts, yeah, like, for sure. Oh, no one wants that. Yeah, no. I, if I get if I ever get haunted by a ghost, I want like a I want like an eighties eighties. <laughs> oh, you can hear him snorting coke in the next room. Yes, yes, and with talking the, too the, much. So oh, much neon. I can't have a I can't have a, a cokehead ghost. <laughs> Please stop talking. Stop staring at me, listening so intently. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know a lot about cats, but I wonder why uh, he had to bring the cat in. Uh, was there? Is well, it because in- of like all the cold and stuff? Oh, is that why? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, but didn't I? I mean, I feel like they made it from an outdoor cat into a permanent indoor cat. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. So I know. I think it probably made the cat. The cat is like infirm now. Maybe it can't run around as much or something. Well, that's when you get like crazy with. Play places like cat. Oh, have you ever seen extreme homes? Yeah. Do you see the cat house? The mm-hmm. guy with like the forty cats and turned his whole house into an interactive cat maze. Maybe that's the solution. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but maybe just like a, <laughs> one of those carpeted cat towers. <laughs> you could just do that. Those are always that's so like gross, though. <laughs> oh, they're so gross. Um, fuck, I don't know. know. I I'm wish a I dog could person, help. So. Me too. I I wish I could help more with this. I just don't have. You know, uh, any any knowledge of of how to? Uh, oh, I got it. Just open a box of rats. Just let them run around <laughs> the house and let the cat just kill them all. Um, God, how is he not? You know what I would do? I would laser go, pointer. I would just go to like I would just yeah, laser point. That's it. Just have <laughs> animatronic uh, robot arm that just shoots a laser. Uh, Pointer around. Find out what major laser does at their concerts and Perfect. just let that rip in your just, house. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just turn on strobe light and blow its mind. That would be um, so cool. <laughs> I would go I would go to like uh I would go to like a petco or something like that and, and talk to them about it because I'm sure they have products. There's everything you can find to keep a pet happy or occupied or anything like that. And I'm sure they could uh figure something out. 
So that would be my idea. Or talk to a vet about the best way to occupy the outdoor cat oh, indoors. Uh, get catnip and then get high with your cat. Right, right. <laughs> That's a good... <laughs> and watch cats. Watch, watch the musical yeah. cats. No, no, just put on put on Tom and Jerry and be so high with your cat watching oh, there Tom you go. and Jerry. Yeah. But then the cat's getting depressed because he's catching a frying pan in the face constantly and getting... <laughs> okay, then it has to be yeah. cats then. That's yeah, works. I think so. But bring out so. the musical. That's great. All right. Thanks for calling, everybody. Phone number, if you want to be on the show, is 323-763-0228. That's 323-763-0228. The uh, Patreon is at Advice from a Dipshit. Please give. Please be a patron. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're trying to get on Spotify, and that's the only way. Uh, at Advice from a Dipshit on Facebook. At Dipshit Advice on Twitter. Our theme song is by Ben Wise. Uh, subscribe, write a fun review, and tell your friends. Uh, and uh, invite everybody to check it out and call. Thanks for letting us be a tiny part of your universe. And uh, thanks to Amanda. Uh, go to mattbronger.com to see if I'm coming to you. Uh, thanks so much, guys. Bye. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger.